0: You're listening to Do What You Want Radio, a podcast series for creative entrepreneurs, freelancers, and those ready to learn how to do what they want. I'm your host, Jordan Heffler. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Do What You Want <laughs> I'm keeping that in there. Do what you want, radio. I'm like, I looked at you and it messed me up. I'm not even drinking. It's fine. Your Lacroix. Is My hyped. Lacroix has got me popping. I am sitting here with the wonderful Sarah Becker. She's a photographer from New Orleans. It's Sarah me. Becker Photography. Is that even what you call it? Like, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's what I thought. Yes. Okay. Well, we're to keep it simple for myself yes. and Same. others very creative, just our names, LLC, <laughs> Yeah. Um. we've already had, like, two podcast episodes worth of conversation before we even started recording, Marielle because Lupe. Sarah is so fun, so I'm really excited to have you here, because you are not only a talented photographer, but you have your life together, it seems. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I just feel like when I think of Sarah Becker, I think of, like, responsible businesswoman. I really
1: hope my parents listen to this.
0: They're yes. going to love that. Yeah? <laughs> yes. Well, I mean... I just want to talk to you about everything. I want to yes. know your secrets to life. Like, how are you so? I feel unprepared. But how? Okay, if you're unprepared, then I'm unprepared. I couldn't even I couldn't even like start off my own podcast <laughs> with its own title.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Well, give me the scoop. <laughs> what
1: is the scoop? Okay, who are you and what do you do? Okay, great. We can start with that. So I'm Sarah Becker, as you said. Sarah Becker Photography is what I call one of my businesses. I also co own Pop of Love, which is New Orleans' first all-inclusive elopement planning company. So I started that with my best friend Logan three years ago. She was planning weddings. I was shooting weddings, and I had started shooting more and more elopements. Love them. I thought they were so fun. Elopement couples are so chill. They just want to get married. They want to have a fun party. Maybe they'll bring a few friends. Maybe they won't. They're just excited to be in love, and they cut out all the stuff that's stressful. So I was doing more and more of those, but a lot of the couples wanted, like, a little extra, but they don't have money to hire a wedding planner. They don't need to hire a wedding planner. They also don't live here, so they'd be like, can I ship my dress to you, or could you go pick up this, or whatever? And I was thinking, you know, there is a niche here. Yeah. So Logan and I talked about it. We started it. It's been so great. I think we did 25 elopements last year. Oh, wow. Yeah, which was awesome. So there's Sarah Photography. There's Pop of Love, and then there's also Campeche, which is a guest house in Mid-City in New Orleans um, that I co-own with two other partners. It started a few years ago when I was living next door was this big abandoned building. It had been gutted after Katrina and never touched, and I just kind of became obsessed with it. And so... Reached out to my business partner, who was my landlord at the time, because he was in real estate, and I think I was 24.
0: That's incredible. (laughs) This is, like, what I need to hear about. Also, specifically, people told me that they wanted to hear more about real estate on my podcast, which I know that's not, like, 100% what you do, but I know you casually, like, own a hotel or something, don't you? (laughs) No.
1: (laughs) No. So, I co-own Campeche Nola, and one of my business partners in Campeche owns The Drifter. So, when... After we opened Campeche, which was such a fun project, obviously a much smaller scale than a hotel. Maybe that's not obvious. That's why I'm telling you. Smaller scale. is eight guest suites and then a big common space and then there's like a big yard. It's perfect for like smaller events. It's just such a great property. I just, every time I think about it, I just feel happy and proud. Um, And then my business partner was opening the Drifter, so I got to be a little involved in that when it was first opened. I kind of did like their operations. I like to say like I did the boring stuff at an exciting place.
0: Yeah, but the boring stuff
1: is exciting to me. Like I
0: just love. Oh my god! I've never. <laughs> <laughs> real... I've never had an interruption in my pie. Hey, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Christian, hold on. I know our special guest, Christian. Oh my around. gosh.
0: Hello okay we're back in action sorry about that here we are here we are hours later What we, I know Christian <laughs> had to come get his golf clubs it was a whole thing he had to change his shorts he had to take off his lanyard you um, missed a lot of people there was so much um, what were we even talking about the, oh, the we, hotel we were
1: ta- oh yes okay so we were talking about how my job there was pretty boring but yeah. it was a really fun place and it's not boring to me because I love checking things off lists. You're like a logistics person, done. aren't you? Yes. And I'm thankful that I have some creativity. I mean, obviously, I'm creative yeah. in my job. But I'm also like, oh, it's time to pay my taxes. This is exciting. It's <laughs> like, so I get not to check fun. <laughs> I just like checking crap off lists. And so yeah. that was a great job, too, because where I am now with my photography business, I'm typically solo. Obviously, I have Logan with Pop of Love. But at the Drifter, there was a whole team of people. Like, that was a very fun part of that environment. But at the end of the day, I missed the flexibility that I had, just being completely my own boss. And so I helped out there, I think about a year and a half, maybe a little bit longer. And then in January, I turned over, like, the management of the guest house Mm -hmm. to my business partner and left the Drifter. Um, And that, that was a good move for me. It was great while it lasted. But it's been great to travel so much this year. It took some time off. That was all good and needed.
0: Yeah. Well, so Eric Garcia was at my house earlier today. Um, For those listening, y'all know Eric is, like, one of my best friends. But we were just talking about Sarah, and I just feel like when, when someone talks about Sarah, it's like oh, my gosh, she just has it, like, all figured out. She is just so successful and, like, friendly. You're so, like, positive and nice. And I really have honestly only met you in person probably, like, what, three, four times? Like, it's at conferences and stuff. But you just are always so, like, genuinely interested in what I'm doing, and you're always, like, responding to my emails and, like, my Instagram stories. (sighs) And I just oh, how does one become Sarah Becker? <laughs> oh
1: my gosh, this is so nice. Next time I have a bad day, I'm just going to listen to this podcast and feel better about oh myself. Oh my goodness. One of my favorite things I've ever heard was something that Walt Disney said, and he said, when you're curious, you find lots of things to do. And I just think I have this insatiable curiosity, which mm-hmm. is, again, every trait has like a great side and a bad side. Like I think I can definitely be annoying. Some people feel like I'm investigating them when I meet them, and I totally <laughs> get that, and I feel bad about it. Um, I'm sure my partner would just love it if I could just like give him a minute when he gets (laughs) home and say, what'd you do? What'd you eat for lunch? Did you talk to you? How was that? Uh, which is basically what I do every day. Um, but, (laughs) but I think that I am so genuinely interested in like, oh, your apartment, what are you paying rent? And how is this? And blah, blah, blah. Like, I really want to know. Um, and I don't know if you can learn wanting to know that. Like, I don't know if you can learn being a snoop. And I would just, I'm a born snoop. Being a snoop dog. I took, when I first started going to therapy, my therapist recommended um, the strengths training quiz. Mm-hmm. And she said, like, let's look at your strengths and see, you know, what you're good at, or whatever. My number one strength was curiosity, which I did not even realize could be a thing. Interesting. But that is like my, the largest part of my personality is that I just want, I'm so insatiable. I want to know everything all the time. And I think that's why, you know, I started my photography business. It was so great. But then I got a little bored. And so then I did Campeche and I learned a bunch about real estate and did property management for a while with my business partner. And then I got a little bored. And then I started Pop of Love Nola with Logan and that was so great. And like one day I'm going to be like, I'm
0: what's bored. next? Yeah.
1: yeah. One And this year I've I been get kind that. of, you know, taking a little, I've been working less, taking a little more time off and just being like, trying to be open to what's next because in my life I can pinpoint all these Experiences and events that have occurred that I never could have made happen on my own, but I was just ready for the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Like, when Campeche came up and, you know, my business partner was receptive to the idea, I was like, this is so great because I've been saving all this money and I didn't know what it was for, but I knew I had to save. And so then I had this huge chunk that I could put into it. And I had enough time because I had, you know, made my business efficient that I could take on a side business Mm -hmm. and, you know, work on, you know, the construction and the design and everything. So... I'm just trying to be as open as possible to the next thing, save as much money as possible for the next thing, and just kind of lie and wait.
0: Yes. (laughs) Well, and keep
1: asking questions. I just think it's so everyone. amazing
0: cuz like when I met you and I heard about all the things that you've done and that you are doing. Yeah. I just was like, "Wow, what a role model." And then I found out you're only like a year older than me. Oh my god. And a that's role amazing. Model that is a no, really though. And so <laughs> I met Sarah through the VenturePop conference. Oh, which circuit. is just the best. Yes. Um the best they're people. no longer doing
1: it. They're no longer okay. doing the conference, which is the saddest. But I'm so thankful that we met through it. And yes, I met yes. so many people through VenturePop. Yes, Pop.
0: it was a really great creative conference circuit in New Orleans for a couple of years and I went to all Of them besides the very first year. But I met some great people through there. And I remember last year at the conference, you and I were talking after one of the speakers talked about like finances and stuff. Yes. And you were just giving me like all these pointers. And I don't even (laughs) remember exactly what they were, but basically, like you've just got multiple diversified streams of income, it seems. And like, and that's something that a lot of creative entrepreneurs, I think, struggle with because we're just like, oh, we're so creative. Like, how do we monetize this one thing? And you seem to have been very business savvy and smart with diversifying it?
1: I mean, I think I had a few legs up. Like, number one, like, my parents were always very frugal with money. And they were open about money. So, growing up, I saw how to manage your money, which a lot of people don't get. Yeah. And number two, I left college with no student debt. So, I also had a leg up in that sense that I was, I didn't start adulthood owing someone money. But I also think that, again, kind of back to the curiosity, like, I'm very invested in where my money goes. Is it working for me? What what does future me need? Like, what can I do for her today? Um, and I honestly think that like it's it's simple, but people have a lot of emotional hangups about money, so it's mm-hmm. difficult. What's well, like guess,
0: it's but, like dieting. It's like simple: yes. eat less, work out more. But <laughs> yes. no one can seem to do it because it's yes. so much That's easier. That's a easier great than analogy. Done.
1: That's a great analogy because it really is. Like when people ask me, I'm like, well, like I know exactly how much money I need to make a year to live and then I look at that and I'm like okay well how much and I, I'm talking about needs I'm talking about like groceries health insurance nothing fun then I take like a second little thing mm-hmm. I'm like okay well how much do I want to travel this year I'm like how much money do I need to do that and then I just kind of build on that and then I have this number and then I break down that number by month and I'm like here's how much I need to make a month and then you make it happen. I'll also say that that's different every month for us as entrepreneurs. Right. Like that's what I was about like, to say. You know, we're talking about like in July, like I made a hundred dollars. Yeah, congrats. Um, and so you have. That's why I budget for a year. So I have this big Excel sheet, and I don't think about how much I spend on health insurance a month. I think about how much I spend a year. I don't think about how much I spend on clothes a month. I think about it how much I spend a year. Interesting. Um, and for people like us that have very strange incomes, <laughs> and there you can't rely on them. It really, really works because the months that we make so much money, nothing changes for me. I don't splurge, and then the months where I make no money, it's fine because I didn't splurge. that month I made all that money.
0: That's where that's where I. That's uh, <laughs> that's where I get a little hung but up. I
1: also think that over the past several years, I have worked really hard on not buying stuff I don't need. Like that's yeah, I'm that, going like, to do that right now. Yes, like I used to be like, oh, I'm just I need a little pick me up, and I'm just going to like run to Target. And then it's like, oh, $100 late. Like, I did not need to do that. Mm -hmm. So I literally keep a list on my phone of, like, free things to do to make me feel happier. Because I don't want more stuff. So why am I buying more stuff? Like, that is, it is so frustrating that I as a human and we as humans tend to do that. Yeah. So I've honestly, like, people talk a lot about self-care. But I also am really interested in the idea of, like, self-parenting. And, like, yeah, it might be, like, hashtag self-care to, like, go get a pedicure once a week when I'm stressed out but my parent would say like you don't need to do that and that's a lot of money wasted and that's why I haven't had a pedicure in like nearly a year
0: (laughs) yeah well that's something I'm going through right now because um, I had Sarah West on my podcast a couple weeks ago or months ago um, and she is a, an organizer, a home organizer, mm. and it's fresh in my mind because I had videoed. She did my closet a couple weeks ago. Well, I just made it yesterday, so that's why it's fresh in my mind because yeah. it just reminded me of how much. It's like I have a pit in my stomach of like how much I donated and how much I still yes. have yet to list on Poshmark like because you I can't let go of put it.
1: Money on the table and you just burned it. You just it exactly, up and it's yeah. stuff
0: that maybe had made me happy for a little bit. Yeah, but. But it's overall, some of these things self tags on them. And I'm just like, how did this even happen? I <sighs> know. And it's so <laughs> sad, but it's also liberating to be like, okay, like... You literally don't need I ha- it's. I'm getting rid of it, whatever. And I've tried yes. to take that into, like... It's, like, kind of started, like, spring cleaning in, like, what yes. September for me. Because yes. I, like, did my, my pantry. I did my yes. shelving. And I'm, like, trying to, like, really go through everything and be a little bit more mindful about, like, shopping. Because I don't... I don't think I have, like, an addictive personality with shopping. I right. just I, I just get, like, bored. And then yes. I try to fill that boredom with, like, I'll just go to the mall and walk around. I and then know. I'm like, well, this is on sale. And I don't <laughs> find that I'm addicted because yeah. I can definitely right. not – I can hold myself back. But it's just, right. like, I find um, joy in yes. just going to do things and, like, going out yes. to eat and going I to meet know. up with friends. And so it's so frustrating because it's, like – with people like us where I literally told you before the podcast, like I made $80 in July. That's like a real number. That was my yes. income for the whole month. Yeah. And I also went to Paris and Atlanta and checked Chattanooga <laughs> in that month. So right. how do you think that happened? Credit card, right. which is not
1: Right. Not good.
0: But then there's other months I'll make a couple thousand dollars. And I'm like, yes. okay, great. I'm doing great. Life's great. But it's just I trying know. to even it out across the year that I find no. the hardest I'll say part about the it. The
1: annual budget is just the best thing mm-hmm. entrepreneurs can be doing because you can really know how much you make in the whole year you don't need to stress out if you don't make enough money that month because you know you can make it up so that's huge but also I mean it's again a very simple principle like you just have to make more than you spend and if you're making a small amount of money you need to spend less money than that Mm -hmm. like there's so many things that we all buy that we don't need and at the beginning of the year I was like I'm not gonna buy clothes that's like the thing for me I would just like buy a dress or like you know Mm -hmm. I wanted to feel cute or pretty or whatever and I was like I'm not gonna buy any clothes this year like I am so sick Of cleaning out my closet, because that's not the hard part. That's the fun part. The hard part is not bringing anything extra into my closet, and I've done pretty well. I have bought, I think, about five or six items of clothing. One was like, I need a dress, like a funeral dress. I didn't have one, right? You know, like so they've been. I have definitely bought clothes, and I definitely kind of wanted to go cold turkey. But still, like when I look last year at how much I spent on clothes I did not need, that probably I've given away half of by now. I'm just Mm -hmm. like, oh shoot, this is a problem, and that's been huge. And traveling so much this year has also made me realize that that's where I want to put my money's experiences away so like I don't go out to eat at home unless I'm like meeting someone from out of town or it's a business meeting and I try to cut those down I try to have people over like my partner cooks a lot and I'm very thankful for him like there are things that you can do that you don't a lot of that discretionary spending has been cut for me and that's given me a lot more freedom in my life and how I do my businesses because I don't need to make as much
0: yeah well so do you have a special special formula for like uh, 10% of your paycheck goes into your savings that kind of yes. thing do you do something like that
1: yes so I live off of 50% of my income or less and I wow. have ever since I started working so that doesn't mean that that's all sitting in a savings account so one thing I do is I max out my IRA every year now that's $6,000 a year that's I try to do that as and early that's, in year as that's possible that's helps with your taxes
0: right because you can't you know that... I
1: actually don't use the one that's tax deductible because okay. I don't want to pay taxes on it later but there's different there's yeah. really no right or wrong answer you should just be doing it if you can doesn't matter if it's Roth or traditional they both have pros and cons um I also opened a SEP fund which is just like an IRA but for small business owners because obviously if you're working a traditional job you probably have a 401k Mm -hmm. your employer if they're great probably matches it a little bit so that is going to build so much quicker than an IRA so the SEP I think it's like a $7,500 or $8,000 limit I don't max that out every year but it's just like a little extra Mm -hmm. um but you know for the first few years when I was saving that money, then when Campeche came along as an opportunity, I had that money to put in a real estate investment. Um, last year, I lived off of 50% of what I made. And then this year, I took a few months off. Mm-hmm. And I was able to work very casually. I was able to help my partner with some of his real estate projects. I just kind of took a breather. And that breather was necessary. And I knew that, like, at the beginning of last year. So I was able, I took on a couple um, consulting jobs. I did more work than I would normally do in order to stash away money. Mm-hmm to relax a little bit this year and that's also been great um so I think that not everyone can live off 50% of their income I also don't want people to think that I make a hundred thousand dollars I do not it is just that I do not spend a lot of money yeah I I would say that it costs me about $2,500 a month to live and that includes my rent which is a thousand yeah so I mean that's when you think about health insurance, that's car about insurance. the same. When
0: I did my breakdown, it yes. cost me about that much a month to live, and sometimes yes. I don't make that because I don't. Well, also, not. yeah. Here's a disclaimer: Sarah's shooting some weddings, and I'm not. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a huge part of that is why a I'm huge broke. Disclaimer: It's a it huge is. part of why I'm broke. But it is. but really, and that's so hard because when, I mean, I've talked about this with other people before, but as creatives, maybe not you because you're so money savvy. Creatives yes. feel icky about like attaching a a number to their services and no, it's emotional. You take it personally. Yes. yes. And it's so hard for me to be like, I literally need twenty five hundred dollars a month to live right. to survive comfortably right. in my current situation. Right. Um, so you have to pay me this much money for me to shoot you right this and many times know, a month. And I, it's so hard for people to grasp that.
1: And like the more you can detach yourself from money emotionally, the better. Like I really don't feel emotional about asking people to pay me because I feel like mm-hmm. I do a really good job. And if they don't want to pay me, that's fine. They can find someone else that's, you know, in their budget or whatever. But a lot of times people do want to pay me. And that's great. But I really, I don't negotiate that much. Yeah. Or ever. And that's okay with me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm, I've gotten better. Because, like, as yeah. as you start to break it down and see how much you have to live, it, it makes yeah. it less personal and more like, oh, this is, this like is, you like you said before, you yes. started recording that money is a tool.
1: Yes. And so. Money is a tool.
0: It's so true, though, because before, I'm just kind of like, oh, I'm not. I'm not that good. You don't have to pay me that much, or I'm too good. You have to pay me more. Know, and now it's literally it's just not like about you at all. it's about like I have yes. to like feed my body, and yes. I could probably feed it with less Isos, <laughs> like I had for lunch today. I could probably make more food at home. But truly, yeah. it's like it's about like it's. It's rent and healthcare and car notes and and your dog's food and, and Photoshop. You, and,
1: everyone has different financial priorities. So that number twenty five hundred dollars, even though the number is the same for us, it probably it's probably dispersed very differently, right? And that's totally okay. Like everyone's number is different. It's just knowing your number and knowing how hard you're willing to work to make that number and make beyond that number,
0: right? So this is kind of a detour, but yeah, it's just coming back to detour. me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just coming back to me when you talked when we talked last year after yeah. Venture Pop. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did you tell me that you rent where you live, but you invest Mm -hmm. your money in property where you don't live?
1: Yeah, yeah, that is correct. So, man.
0: I just thought that was so interesting, but it makes a lot of sense. It
1: does make a lot of sense. And I probably, like, every year will put an offer on a house. Every year I wake up and I think... I am this age. I do not own a home. I am a failure. I must rectify this. Like, I literally go through the same annoying thing every year and I always back out. I never buy a house. Like, really? Yes. I mean, up to this point, one day yes. will I own a home? Yes, I'm sure. But yeah, I mean, any money, the money I had saved for like a possible down payment went into the guest house. Mm-hmm. I have zero regrets about that. You know, it's a commercial investment, it's very different than a residential investment. I'm glad that I did it. No regrets there. But yeah, I choose to rent because I like having cash so that if another business opportunity came up, if something goes wrong with the business, I just, I like having that little bit of cash. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point, I have not found a house tempting enough to put the money in it. And, you know, New Orleans is such a wonderful place to live, but lately it's gotten harder for me to live there. And so I'm also thinking, do I want to buy a house here? Right. Do, you know, and my partner owns a few houses in New Orleans, so I see him walk through all the difficulties of it, and right now I feel good with my decision.
0: I just remember <laughs> you telling me that, and I had never thought about that, because like you yeah. said, it's something about our age and the pressure to be like, well, we should be buying houses. Yes. I don't even know the first step to doing that, and I definitely know I don't have money for it, but I do know right. that I've been hemorrhaging money and rent for the past nine years, and I so know. I probably could have owned a house by now.
1: I know, and there's so many but, other ways to look at it. So Right,
0: but it makes sense with you're you're still buying property though, just not for yes,
1: you. Yes, correct, correct. And I do think that a lot of people are like, oh, like you're you're just throwing money away, and you could be paying yourself. That is not untrue. However, your mortgage payment is going to include a very high interest payment, which guess what, you are just throwing away. That <laughs> is just like rent money. Yeah. And secondly, you know, for instance, my parents' AC went out. They own their home because they're my parents, and they're responsible. And it was like eight thousand dollars to fix that's not something that i feel like doing when right. my ac goes out i call my landlord and then the next day it is fixed and how much money did it cost me it cost me zero dollars mm-hmm. it cost me the rent of our. that's true so there are there are definitely pros and cons to it i think i'll definitely own a house one day but for now this system is working for me
0: i think that's so smart and it's just so backwards from anything i've ever thought but no but in <laughs> yeah, a good way it, it, it really opened it my is. mind because it yeah. was like well maybe i should be saving to like purchase property which
1: (laughs) (laughs) saving lol LOL. I think it also really depends on your market like I have friends from college that have stayed I went to college in Tennessee where cost of living is just like the best and property is like a dollar I mean it's very easy to live there and so I have friends from college who have bought multiple houses and Mm. you know that has really worked for them the New Orleans market is not like that Mm. and so when Campeche came up it was such a good deal it was a commercial space like I thought I could buy a house, or I could do this, I'm going to do this, and again, no regrets.
0: Yeah. So, that commercial property, you okay. are making a return on your investment in which way?
1: In theory, oh yes. Okay, so in theory, you make a return. So, I have so I have made money off Campeche. First of all, I made money when I managed it. I got a percentage of the bookings. That's how I made money off of it when I managed it. Since I've turned it over in January, we do do owner payouts, and we've received one of those. But... Campeche is still, it is a long game, real estate investment, right? So it's not losing money right now. To me, that's a huge win, especially considering we're in mid-city and we flooded a few times. Mm -hmm. I mean, there have been minor floods, and I'm thankful we had a big flood four months after we opened in 2017, which was a difficult situation. These have been a lot more minor, but they still need repairs, and that still costs money. And appliances cost money when they get wet and Mm -hmm. stuff. So I think that Campeche is doing well for where it's at. Um, because we're not having to reinvest in it. Like, it's doing well. As far as how much money you make off of it, I wasn't really expecting to make that much this early, Mm -hmm. which is good, because I'm not. But it's still there, and it's still, you know, going to make more money as it matures.
0: So do you have any plans to purchase any properties for, like, like rent houses or any of that kind of thing? Or do you already have anything like that going on? So
1: I don't, but my partner does, and I help him manage all that, and we've been doing a lot of, like, I would say light renovation projects. He's done some more major ones. Um, And that's been really fun. And that is something that doing property management with Campeche and also with some of my business partners, other properties, I do feel well equipped in. Mm -hmm. I think that is definitely something I'll do in the future. My big question is now, do I want to do it in New Orleans or not? Yeah. So, again, the answer is yes. And I'm saving money to invest in another property that I would rent, not necessarily live in. Mm -hmm.
0: But I just don't know where.
1: Yeah, please send me. If you if you love where you live, please <laughs> Instagram me. Thank you.
0: Well, <laughs> I say that because I just feel like that's a very popular thing for self employed people to do to help. I think it's very had their retirement and such. I think it's
1: extremely smart.
0: I think it sounds fun. If yes. I had money to buy property and just decorate the crap out of it and have my brother do the handyman side of it and we yes. just split the profit and put on Airbnb and make it like this yes. cool. Pla- that sounds so much fun to me. That like, that would not even just be like a yeah. side project. It would just be like. fun thing to do and then I can photograph the property and blah blah so I always think about that and I'm like but how do you even buy the property like how do you (laughs) you get the money to (laughs) buy the property
1: right I mean I think a great thing too about investment property is it doesn't have to be your dream house it just has to be something that cash flows yes
0: so like where I'm living currently
1: exactly like yeah where you live is I mean rats and roaches but I'm
0: still renting (laughs) you're still here
1: here. you're still here it's still cash flowing so I think that that is great. You know, people talk about, well, isn't it stressful when things come up? Like, aren't tenants angry? And the answer is yes and yes. But coming from a past of being a wedding photographer, and I still am a wedding photographer, when this huge important day is all on your shoulders, like, I cannot tell you, like, nothing is stressful to me. After shooting weddings for as many years as I have, best source, yes, and so and it's all about managing expectations too. And I'm also just very honest with my tenants. Like I'll be like, I'm really sorry this happened, and I really wish I could get it fixed today, but I cannot. Yeah, <laughs> like I I really
0: tried my best, you know.
1: So I think that anything is stressful, but rental properties are a great option for entrepreneurs.
0: Mm-hmm. So if you were, because now you're our financial advisor for Do What You Want Radio, you're like our in-house like financial person. I'll invoice you. If you, yeah, thanks. <laughs> if you were to make a goal to yes. buy property yes. or buy anything, yes. how would you suggest a creative entrepreneur reach that goal? Like, what steps okay. should be taken?
1: Sure. Okay. So again, back to the basics. You have to know how much money do you need without saving for this property every month to live. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then multiply. It. How much do you need? You know, times twelve for a year. How much money are you making? This is a crazy thing, too, is I've done this with a few friends. I've walked them through it, and they're like, wow, I actually make a lot more money than I thought. Why do I feel so broke? Yes, yeah, And I'm telling you, it's like lunches and dinners, and it's Target, and it's, mm-hmm. you know, online shopping or whatever, and you just have to decide what's more important to you. Like, is it more important to eat Izzo's four times a week, or is it, you know? And I mean, yeah, look, I do get annoyed no, when people are like, just stop eating avocado toast, millennials, and then the recession will never happen. Like, that's not real. But little things do add up and if you don't truly totally know where your money is going, it's just going to disappear. Like You mm-hmm. have to tell your money where to go, which I believe is a Dave Ramsey quote, but it works in this. So, for instance, this was saving for something different, but at the beginning of last year when I realized I needed to take a break, I was like, how much money do I need to take a break? How long do I want that break to be? And then... I sought out some business opportunities that I normally would not have sought out. And I said yes to business opportunities that I normally wouldn't have said yes to. And maybe they weren't on my Instagram. But they gave yeah. me a nice little chunk of change. And then I was able to do that. And I would say that is also how you save, save for something extra. Is you have to have a plan to make extra money. Do some extra credit. Yeah. You got to do some extra credit. You got to do the hard work. Or slash your expenses. Or
0: both. Which is what I did. And that's how you lose weight, people. <laughs> which is what I did. Still trying to figure out. Yeah. the health side of that but it really is yes. the same concept it um is. okay yeah well I'm in the process of doing a, a full-blown audit of it's my very exciting. life it, it kind of is it's like good it you're gonna scary. feel so in charge because you will be it's scary to like have to face it because I'm yeah. kind of an avoider like I just I'm not on the streets yet but I'm also not like yes. rich so I'm somewhere in between and it's been fine yeah but living in that complacency of like Hope I making enough for rent next month. Like, I don't like that.
1: No, and that is <laughs> And it's kind of scary. <laughs> so, yeah, and that's stressful. You don't want to yeah. do that. And I will say, too, that, like, again, just like those lunches and dinners add up as expenses, if you can set up an auto draft, like, let's say I'm going to put $200 a month into my IRA. I'm going to mm-hmm. put $200 a month into an emergency savings account. And you do that as soon as you're paying you will be shocked at how much money will accumulate.
0: That's <laughs> reminded me. I opened an IRA after speaking with you last September. <laughs> so proud. And I put fifty dollars in it, and I've never looked at it ever again. But so. you know
1: what? There's more than thirty dollars in it now. I bet you. But
0: like probably 50, not that probably much. Fifty-three, but maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I've I mean, never the more, they they have, more. The more it The more, so now I'm like, dang it! Like, and then I like started investing, and yes. I was like, cool. But like one share at a time. I'm like twenty-five dollars in Crocs, twenty-five <laughs> okay. bucks. All
1: right, here. You, like I love I'm how you're trying. doing this, but you're doing it wrong. But we'll. Talk <laughs> i'm, I'm trying <laughs> yeah I'm that's like, adorable um yeah yeah
0: we'll talk about it yeah but these are the things that are i hope anyone listening is like getting excited and inspired because like they don't teach you any no, even if you oh went gosh, to business no. school i'm learning they don't teach you this because i didn't no. go to business school and but i, I mean, know people who do that didn't, didn't learn this so no
1: matter if you have not started an ira yet speaking to the audience or a 401k if that is an option for you no matter your age just Call today. This is your one action item. <laughs> call today and start one. It's so easy to do. Like, call Vanguard. Call Fidelity. Auto-draft $100 a month. You can spend $100 a month. You know how I know because you spent $100 a month at Target already.
0: I spent $100 a month yesterday. <laughs> oh, yeah. You <laughs> Wait, already did honestly.
1: it. Just seriously quit it. Don't buy any of that crap anymore. And do it because there's this great little thing called compound interest. And the sooner you put your money in, the more it's going to grow. And that's what people say. Like, if you're in your 20s, like, now is the time to save big. And I also feel like this is a great time because I'm living so simply. I don't need a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of major expenses like I might have later on in life. And so this is a great time to save extremely aggressively. Yeah. To be more set up. Do it for your future self.
0: Wow. You're so <laughs> good at this. <laughs> so pivoting more into just like yeah. creative lifestyle stuff. Yes. What's it like working with your best friend and oh, Pop of Love?
1: It's honestly the best. It's honestly the best. And I will say that I know that not all partnerships work. And Logan and I are, number one, such good friends. And number two, we're both very self-aware people. So that's not to say that conflict does not come up. That's not to say that I haven't said things I had to apologize for. Like, there are definitely moments. It is not like puppies and rainbows all the time. However, I can typically know why I'm doing something or why I'm freaking out. And Logan also has that ability. And Mm -hmm. so it makes our conversations, I think, very adult. We also care about each other very much on a personal level as well as a business level. And... That for me, that's always going to be more important. Our friendship, like one day, public love may not exist, but I hope that Logan and I are always friends. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's the biggest thing that I think helps. Um, and also, I have a lot of respect for what Logan does. Logan and I, our skill sets are very different, so we make excellent business partners. I would not want to do what she does. I don't think she wants to do what I do, but I love the way she does what she does. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the perfect situation. Um, I know partnerships aren't for everyone, but I'm really thankful. Like in my life, I'll probably have like one really really perfect one this is probably it so, I don't take that for granted
0: well how do you balance doing that with your personal photography stuff with your yes. real estate ventures do I you mean, have a schedule or is it kind of just like <laughs> right whatever comes up comes up
1: I would I would say that it's probably more whatever comes up comes up and that kind of surprises me to say like I think people definitely assume that I am very like you sound like a planner 8,
0: 8
1: 30 a.m and I am a very much a morning person so I try to I work a lot in the morning same um but I will say that I I work very efficiently. And so I probably can do, like, an, like if you're at a day job and you're talking at the water cooler or if you're taking an hour lunch break or you're, like, on Pinterest for a minute, I do not do that. Mm-hmm. So I can get an eight-hour workday, quote-unquote, done in a morning. Um, and then I can be more flexible to take meetings or even see friends mm-hmm. or, you know, help my partner with stuff that he's working on. Um, and that's been really good. But I'll say that I always know everything that's happening. So I'm pretty on top of it, but I'm never, like... I don't have like a Pop of Love Day on Monday or a yeah. party on Tuesday. I would love to do that, but that is not completely left in my life. Yeah. i it tried just, that, that work. too and it yeah. failed
0: miserably. Because yeah. people will be like oh well you should just structure your life and it's so much easier and I'm like well yeah. maybe some professions if you work for yourself you can yes, but for me not. I'm not going to turn down a photo shoot tomorrow because that's my editing day <laughs> like I'm going to just be like okay right. I'll just go do the shoot and then edit the yes. next day whatever. I will say
1: the one exception I make is if you have like a monthly tasks day it can happen any day the first week of the month and it's the boring stuff it's like I'll schedule some Instagram posts, I'll, you know, check the blog, I'll follow up with any inquiries that have fallen off the face of the earth, like, I'll invoice people if I'm missing money, you know, I'll Mm -hmm. balance my personal checkbook, so to speak, it's all digital, and my business one, and I'll also look at the calendar and just be like, okay, do I need to purchase anything, do I need to prepare anything, are my timelines done, you know, that kind of thing, but that's very flexible, that could happen on Monday or Thursday. And I'm now. I should to... probably make
0: a day that. Because I try to do all those things like just randomly throughout every day. And then I'm yes. just forever distracted. And yeah, and it's kind of
1: frazzled. So, like, yeah. I literally just sit down with that. And like, I have a couple personal things on the list. I'm like, did I refill my prescription for this month? Like, I just kind of yes. like, you know, I just do it all. Did I pay my rent? Like, yes. I do it all on one day. And it doesn't take the whole day. It just takes a couple hours. But to have that all concentrated is helpful. But again, it's flexible. I'm not going to be like, oh, tomorrow's my admin day. So I can't take this paying job. Exactly. I would literally never do that. I would make be exactly. around for a paying job.
0: Yeah. No, same. <laughs> same. And that's where I think it's interesting because some creative entrepreneurs are like, you need to like do what's best for you, self-care, like, stay on brand, say no to things. I mean, that aren't. And then there's people sure. who are like, I'll take anything and I'll move it all around yeah. and I'll like move the moon for you. And so yes. there's somewhere in between, I feel, I feel like, like.
1: I feel like we're both in between. And also like self-care for me is like, oh, I can put that money in the bank. To yeah. me, like, my maxed IRA on an annual basis is self-care. So yeah, I'm going to take that job <laughs> you'll never see on social media. <laughs> I don't have yeah. a problem doing that. Because I also think that like I don't... It's not all about me. Like, people mm-hmm. come to me for a service, and if I feel like I have the skill set to provide it, and they're good people, why wouldn't I do it? Right. Even if, it, if it's not aesthetically my yeah. thing, I shoot plenty of this aesthetically me, and I can post it on Instagram and, like, get more that way. Like, for me, like, it's still a job. It's mm-hmm. the dream job for me, but it's still work. It's still a job.
0: Yeah. I like hearing that because... I've talked with this with other people before, but I go through, like, waves, like, peaks and valleys where it's, yes. like, when I'm, like, really feeling good and I'm busy and I yes. can say no to something, then I'm, like, I don't need to do that. I'm too good for that. Like, whatever. Yeah. But then yeah. there's months where I'm, like, literally, like, li- I should like have done that thing. can I please photograph, like, <laughs> your child sitting in a basket? Like, please. <laughs> like, I need money. <laughs> like... I'll make a calendar. Yeah, I know. So it really just depends on where I'm at, too. I but know. I think it's good to, to hear someone else's, like, because it's still a hustle and I know it that's is. like a buzzword that's like controversial because it's like you shouldn't have to hustle you should be able to just like right. you know do everything and get right. paid for it but no really it's a hustle because you're working like you said and it some is. days it's fun and some days it's not but either way exactly
1: and I would still choose it over nine to five yes every day and so for me it's worth it
0: yes well it's like actually worth it because like literally worth it. what is something that you don't think you think you'd say no to Photography-wise. I'm not oh. talking about, like, anything nefarious. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, God, what would I say no Like, to? what is something that you think that you just draw a line? Like, what is the to... craziest photography job you think? I'm trying to think, like,
1: what was the... Most recent thing that I said no to, I'll say like if I feel uncomfortable, like I've been asked to do things and I'm like, oh, I don't know how to do that. Like yeah. I've been asked to, like take aerial shots or do drone photography right. and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I have two good friends who do that and I can refer you because I just don't know how.
0: Yeah, who can give me a helicopter? Right, like quick? I don't. Yeah, they're like,
1: oh, have you ever? I'm like, no. Oh, how'd you find me? Like I do not. I should not show up in Google for this. I gotta check my SEO. Um, so. <laughs> Really? (laughs) I say no if I'm not equipped, and I'll also say that I do travel a lot, and that means I'm forced to say no to a lot of things, Mm -hmm. which is sad, and I'm always sad to say no, and I keep, like, a great referral list, and I try to find people, you know, good people. So really, if I know how to do it, and I'm free, I don't know why I wouldn't do it. Yes, it is Yeah. Job. Now I'm getting repetitive, but you see what I'm saying? Well, no, but so,
0: so like, Pop of Love is, like, a lot oh. of men's smaller. But then you yes. do take on, like, big-time weddings yeah. and such, too. So yeah, so I do
1: big weddings on the weekend. Pop of Love is typically Monday through Friday, which is how we like it. And I will say that Pop of Love might be a good example for your question about what we say no to, because it is a formula. Like, there are not a lot of exceptions. You cannot customize our packages. You cannot have more than 25 guests. Like, there is, it yes. is a saying, like, we have...
0: It's a boutique it's, thing. It's, it's a boutique
1: thing. We have several venues, but you can't, out of it, you know, it's these venues or nothing. And the reason we do that is because that is the whole point, is that couples write us one check the fact. and then they show up. Yep. And we have the efficient. We have the flowers. We have the photographer. We have the venue. It's set up for you. Like, it's ready to go. Like, you were ready to get married. You do not have to do a thing besides hire us. Yes. And if we made a lot of exceptions or changed things, a lot of things around, we would be a wedding planner. And then we'd have to charge you more. Mm-hmm. So we keep it cost effective by being efficient because it's easy because it's easy it's easy for everyone it's simple for everyone we have partnerships with the vendors that we work with and we do not accept weddings that are more than six months out for pop of love that's amazing because that's see i would shoot part. weddings if
0: it was like that because <laughs> it's not even a wedding right it's oh, like a party it is a no, beautiful party yes
1: i tell people it's my favorite things about a wedding because i do love shooting weddings i feel like i thrive in stressful situations like i enjoy resolving conflict so a lot of things that come up in weddings that are stressful to most people aren't stressful to me However, that doesn't mean that every part of the day is amazing. Yeah. And with elopements, you get portrait time with the couple, my favorite part. You get all the love, the ceremony, like the mushy gushy, so great. You get a little celebration after, but I'm not walking around a dance floor for six hours taking yeah. the same photo because I have to and I will because you pay me to do it and it's going to look great, but it's also six hours taking the same photo. So that's, like, yeah, it's really the best of both worlds because when I started feeling a little burned out on the big weddings, I could just do more small weddings and I could just do both and mm-hmm. I'm grateful for that.
0: So you are the photographer for the Pop of Love weddings? I am. Okay, it that's is, cool. I didn't know if you were doing all of them or if you were just like... Overseeing it and pulling in photographers, right? To do so it. no,
1: I normally do all of them. There have definitely been some exceptions. For instance, Logan recently took a maternity leave, and so for those, we hired other photographers, uh-huh. and I was and the you Logan. You were the admin person. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I tried to channel Logan to the best of my ability, but I'm so glad she's back.
0: That's really cool. I remember you talked about that a while back, and like I said, I attended ch- to not touch the wedding industry, the ten foot pole, because yes. it just like really bores me and yes. stresses me out, and I don't yes. like it. But hearing that there's like a whole. Niche oh, for yeah. that is it's genius from like a business yes. standpoint, and it does sound more well fun because I totally I sh- still shoot a lot of events, and I want to yeah. be like, are you sure? I'll take the money that you want to pay me for four hours, but you really could just pick thirty minutes that something's going on, <laughs> having to come do that. Otherwise, I'm just staring at everyone eat cake, I know. and they don't want their picture taken. And I'm just I walking know. in circles, like I you know. said. And event photography is the same as essentially the reception, exactly. And it's just like party pics of people, and they're not even fun until they're drunk at the end. <laughs> I know. So you just spend you like kind of bad. you spend great. like two hours like trying to warm them up. And people are just staring at you, and I'm like, well, I'm paid to be here, but I really would rather just not. I'd rather take less money and just not be here. Right. Honestly. So that yes. sounds like the <laughs> elopement is. But.
1: Yes. Yeah, I mean, elopement's a great solution to that. And we're lucky that New Orleans is such a great place for people to elope. People want yeah. to come here. I actually photographed an elopement last night at the Ace Hotel, and the couple was from Chicago, and they had about 40 people. Someone flew in from London. I mean, everyone wants to come to New Orleans for a wedding, yeah. right? So we're lucky that it's so close and that
0: all that's happening down there. So are most of your clients from out of state?
1: 100% of them have been for Pop of Love. Really? We None of them have
0: been local? Zero.
1: I would love to work with a local client. If you live in New Orleans, do you want to have a small wedding? I might elope
0: and hire Pop of love. Literally call me. That sounds so easy because, like, ugh, I'm not engaged or anything, but i at that age and everyone's getting married, and I keep thinking yeah. about it, and I'm like, I don't want to do any of it. Like, I know. Not even a little bit. I know.
1: And I have been married before, and if and when I have a wedding again, I'm definitely Pop of Love in it. Like, that just I'm sounds so myself. easy.
0: That's Honestly, <laughs> I take know, some though. selfies at the altar. <laughs> I'll probably hire a car. No, I one. told Christian I was like, if we get married, I'm designing my own wedding invitations. Like, I'm doing oh, everything. Like, no, we're not hiring people Jordan for Heffler all this.
1: Our wedding, like, I cannot wait for it. Oh my god,
0: but no I just. Pressure, but the I'm fact sorry. is, that I hate weddings so much that like it's everyone's really an so Android excited wedding. for my like future wedding, but Here's I'm then. not like. <laughs> Planning on having I'm like, I'm it. Just
1: it not me.
0: I'm just gonna go. My <laughs> Honestly, everybody. I thought about, I was like, why can't we just like do it and like set up like a camera and Facebook Live it and invite no one <laughs> and just be like, <laughs> look, Papa's
1: love can do that for you. Honestly,
0: I might be calling you if yes. and when this happens because Please I just do. don't even feel it's like. It's funny
1: because it. so many local people say that to me. They're like, oh, when I, well, look, when y'all do, hopefully we'll have one. But no, it's a lot of. We had so many couples from Chicago last year. I think we did the numbers like half of them were from Chicago
0: what that's and so random okay, so
1: I think the reason is my partner Logan was up in Chicago and she saw a bunch of ads for New Orleans so visit New Orleans had paid for a bunch of ads oh. in Chicago and literally that like gave us half our money because
0: are y'all partnered with visit New Orleans because you should be we should be
1: we're working on it but all these couples are just seeing New Orleans billboards and they're like yeah. you get and there they're like, and like thank you beautiful. visit New Orleans Amazing. thank you city of New Orleans wow tourism powerful <laughs> yeah thank you because then they came that's interesting. And well, my couple, again, last night was from Chicago. And I'm like, oh, amazing.
0: Well, I did a bunch of photos for the rebrand—not rebrand. It was just like a new campaign for Visit Baton Rouge, and I always oh. wonder where they landed because it was yes. this whole ad campaign. <gasps> and there are other places. And I know, and I'm like, I wonder where they are. Like, I got pictures in airport somewhere. Yes. I just don't know where. Oh
1: my gosh! If any of you all see them, please send them to Jordan. We yeah, please see. do.
0: There was one for sure of this guy, this bartender guy, I took a picture of, and it was an ad in um, like an American Airlines magazine or something. What? And I didn't even know. Someone like tagged me. And I was like, what? Because like I just licensed them and I was like, it's y'all using like, for X Y Z. You can. <laughs> No, right. (laughs) That's so cool. Oh my gosh! Wait. So speaking of traveling, where did you get to go this year?
1: (sighs) So uh, I've been a little gluttonous with the travel this year, and I will say there are some reasons. Number one, I plan for it. Number two, I use the Southwest credit card for everything. I have a lot of points. Number three, this year, my partner and I got the companion pass. So we can pay for one of our tickets with my points, which is free, and then add a second person for free, which amazing. is great.
0: So do you highly suggest the Southwest?
1: I the highly suggest it and get it at the right time. They do, like, different bonuses. And if any of y'all are curious about this, like, you can find me and we can chat about it. Um, but since we got all that this year, all of our trips to get there have been free. So it's like, why wouldn't That's
0: amazing. Go? I'm doing all this wrong. So, <laughs>
1: We're gonna teach you. So I did. Gosh, I might even like lose track. I did two weeks in Costa Rica with my partner in January. I feel was my like birthday. I saw photos of that. It was amazing. It was so fun. I had never done a trip before because I kind of am a planner. I never did a trip where you just show up. And my partner had, and he was like, "I just want to show up." And I was like, "I have hives." But what we'll do is, I booked like a place for us to stay, for like an three all-inclusive nights. thing. No, oh no, no, no. no. We were staying in like twenty dollars night hostels. I mean, oh. we did. Oh, you mean
0: it. you didn't plan ahead? You were just kind of like,
1: oh yeah, we didn't plan the... ahead. We compromised that I booked three nights for us to stay when we first got there, and then we were like, "What city should we go to today?" Ooh. Which was very fun. I would recommend it, but it felt less like a vacation because my mind was constantly like, "Well, what are yeah. we?" So I didn't really ever get to relax. It was more of an adventure, not a vacation. That makes sense. But it was really great, and the place I booked um, was a cloud forest. It was super awesome. There was a cabin, like, up in the cloud forest, and we had to take, like, the longest, hardest hike of our lives, and I'm just really glad our relationship made it through that. It was on my birthday. <laughs> we we're, like, sweating through our clothes. Barry's, like, I'm seeing spots. I'm, like, there are no spots. This isn't good. We have, like, all of our stuff for two weeks on our backs, so we're, like, hiking up. Anyway, so that was my first trip. <laughs> it got more relaxing for me. went there. well. It <laughs> went <laughs> well. well okay. um And then... Every year, um, my best friend Amanda and I go to Europe together. So we in May went to Prague and we went to Budapest and we went to Vienna, and that was an incredible trip. And it was so cheap; everything, including the flight, for me was less than thirteen hundred dollars. What ten days? Yes,
0: I'm pretty sure that's how much like that (laughs) plane ticket to France just cost.
1: Well, right. I mean, I will say that part of you know Central Europe is so much cheaper. I mean, our expenses were just. We've done France together before. We've done England and so. I mean, it's. It was the cheapest trip we've ever done. Anywhere. Okay. So we did that, and that was fantastic. Um, and then just this past month, I did Maine for a week. Mm-hmm. I did Oregon for a week. I'm going to El Paso on Tuesday. I'm taking a little Southwest road trip. Ooh. I'm seeing some friends in Minneapolis at the end of the month. I'm going Look to Colorado for the first time in October. I'm going to Charlotte to see my college in November. I'm just like, we're, we're keeping it going because at the end of December, we can't fly for free anymore. Oh, so, so this is there, all
0: part of okay. Yeah, so there
1: was an expiration to this pass of course I'm already scheming how to get it again I will keep you posted but for now this will be it so we're just taking a lot of trips and I'm really grateful I didn't know we were gonna be able to do this this year so I'm grateful that it all worked out and I had planned mm-hmm. to take some time off because it so worked. how
0: far in advance do you plan your business things I know you said top of love doesn't yes. go any further than six months but like weddings you have to Everything book like so years different. in advance <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: they're like in four years from now I'm like I hope it don't like break my arm exactly um yeah so I will say weddings book about a year in advance mm-hmm. anywhere from nine months to a year But, I mean, the elopement I shot last night, they probably booked me three weeks ago. I have another elopement next week when I get back from out west, and they booked me, like, two weeks ago. So, that's like a portrait. Yeah, it's kind of, (laughs) yeah, it's kind of like a portrait timeline. So, that's kind of the best, because I can have, like, a few weddings, you know, a season, or several weddings a season booked out. So, I'm like, I know I'm going to make this amount of money. Mm -hmm. It's not enough, but I know I'm going to make it, and I can schedule travel in the weeks in between. But then I also know that when I'm home, I'll pick up elopements, portraits, you know, a little bit of commercial work, whatever, um, and, of course, pop-up love clients. So that really works out to have that mixture because I don't feel anxious, but I also don't feel boxed in. Yeah. That's, like, a hard, that's a hard line to walk as an entrepreneur.
0: Oh, my gosh. I didn't know you were doing so much. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And you're just, like, so, like, bubbly and, like,
1: <laughs> flippant about it. I was literally born this way. Well, so,
0: so Lady Gaga. Is <laughs> yeah. Um, so where, do you ever – I know I – get nervous but yeah it always ends not working but do you ever get nervous that like you're just not going to get booked or do you have like a marketing plan in place or do you just right. kind of wait for people to contact you
1: these are great questions I honestly never really worried about it until the beginning of this year when I took some time off so like when I was consistently turning down money because I had planned for this and I was like you are burnt out you need to do this this is important and I started saying no to things I'm like oh, well no one will ever ask me again no mm-hmm. one's ever going to want me to shoot anything again. Oh, I'm washed up. Like, I took three months off, and now um, I should just sell is. my camera equipment. Like, is Starbucks hiring? Like, yes. I mean, literally, I hit June or July, and I was like, oh, wow, have I made a huge, like, like, Joven or like, have I made a huge mistake? I don't know. Um, but you know what? I didn't. And now I'm booking, and it's great, mm-hmm. because I'm saying yes again, and everything's fine, and I just have to remember that that cycle happens so often as an entrepreneur. And, of course, it's good to have a marketing plan in place. Like, of course, it's good. Like, I do have things where I'm like, okay, if I haven't booked... I'm going to reach out to, like, these planners, see what's going on. I'm going to I'm gonna update this part of my website. I'm going to send it out to a bunch of people. I'm going to, like, you know, market myself a little more. But there's so many weddings in New Orleans. I'll say that actually there's plenty to go around. And mm-hmm. I'm really lucky that I've been there for so long that I already have, like, a great base of venues and planners and, you know, vendor friends that mm-hmm. refer me.
0: Yeah. I definitely have the cycles where it's, like, nothing happens. and like I'm July. Like
1: July. <laughs> You're $80. Oh, plan. my
0: God. Okay. Like, that was first of all I was gone almost a whole month right last minute it wasn't really mm. planned that I would be gone so obviously I couldn't book anything because I was gone but yeah. even if I were home I don't think I would have booked anything it was July right? so I sold like literally two t-shirts like in a preset and that <laughs> yeah. was my income and yeah. like that's where I'm like lucky that like those things don't make me very much money but it, it was there so it yes. was something to, to sell but yes. I do have those months where I have to turn down stuff because I'm just so busy Yeah. and then there's months that like no one reaches out and I'm like, why can't this just be evened out throughout the year? I
1: wonder if that's different in different climates as well. Like, I just feel like down here, July and August is such a wash. Yeah. And so, if you're not booking, like, making deposits on future work in Mm -hmm. July and August, you aren't making money. Yeah.
0: Well, when I interviewed um, the two owners of the Sosis Boutique, Mm -hmm. it's another episode I did, they told me the J months for boutiques are slow and I'm like that's genius it's the same for it's like January yes extra June Christmas. July yeah like
1: those are the that's so interesting
0: those are the months those really are the months so they are um, although not for weddings because everyone has gotten engaged
1: at Christmas and New Year's and they book you in January well, but so, so for
0: retail yeah. yes that makes a lot of sense for retail it makes sense and for just like portraits for me because yes. like it's so like I always seem like a farmer because it's like it's <laughs> <laughs> until it's yeah. sunny and like so it rained for, like the mm-hmm. past like 20 days in a row or something stupid yes. and how to keep rescheduling stuff I couldn't book and it's like I have to take these pictures of this building downtown and they want it at sunset okay. on a certain day but it rained every day at sunset <sighs> for like 10 days in a row. It's the <laughs> I'm worst. just like how are you supposed to plan for that? You can't. And like you I have to just pick can't. a day where the sunset looks like it could be cool. How do you know <laughs> when it's going <laughs> to no, be don't. good? You don't. So it's stuff like that that drives me crazy because it's like hard to um to plan and like you just hope that you get work and somehow it always right. happens but yes.
1: And I mean, I think that yes, there's a lot of hope involved of it involved, but like as you've been saying, like you're working very hard for this. And like so am I and so yeah. are we all. Like
0: you have to put a lot of sit on the couch, just, like no you're not like this until I like
1: get an email. Not at all. Yeah. So you can't it's hard to link as an entrepreneur what you do every day, how that makes you money. But like what you do every day does make yeah. you money. Being consistent is the number one thing you can do to make money.
0: Yeah, and even if it's not like reach, because I don't pitch myself, I probably should, like, I yeah. really should be connecting with people and emailing, I do yeah. wait for emails to come to me, but that doesn't yeah. mean I'm not on Instagram promoting things, or, like, up through yes. my blog, I mean, or speaking presence. at events, or, you have or your
1: email newsletter, or... that's a huge
0: Sarah thing, Sarah always responds to my <laughs> newsletter, I feel like she's the only one that reads it, thank you for reading it, <laughs> it's like me and your mom, are like, good job, honey, I mean,
1: no, look, I love, I'm getting so many email newsletters, like, I really enjoy reading them, I mean, not all of them, some of them I do unsubscribe, but, like, yours is always well, awesome, I just feel
0: like I have nothing to say, but it's, if nothing <laughs> else, it so is something thing for me to it gives me some sort of like small amount of structure yes I don't care if no one reads it it's like my weekly thing like it has to go out
1: do you feel like you book work from it
0: um I don't know if I book work from it but I get clicks on different things so like yes. affiliate links or blog posts or podcasts yes. or whatever okay, yeah if nothing else it's just a vehicle to like continuously pop in like put you on be front of mind yes put yes. me in your your mind basically yes. to be like oh She's been talking about this podcast for like 40 weeks in a row, and I haven't clicked it. And maybe I'll click it this time, you right. know? Right. So, if nothing else, I might not be selling anything from it, but it's just to right. keep it. But it's for me, if nothing else, to be a benchmark of like, first yeah. of all, I'm like, oh my gosh, this week has gone by too fast. So, it's like scary yes. for me because it makes everything go by so fast because it's like I do it every week and then it comes back. I'm like, are you serious? Like, I just did this yesterday. How long does it take you to do every week? Oh, like 20 minutes. Yeah, I
1: was going to say, like, you have like a great performance. No. Like but even like today, so I didn't.
0: I I usually send them out on Thursdays. I don't know okay. why. It was just like Thursdays. Yeah. And yesterday I didn't send it out because I wanted to get like this YouTube video up because I wanted to include oh, it in the yeah. newsletter. So I send, I'm sending it out today. It should have gone out like 45 minutes ago. That's so exciting. it's like my part to of it. My card, read it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that's part of it though. Is that it's like it really doesn't matter when it goes out because nobody else even notices what day, but me, it's going. I think that's Do you know true, what I mean? Because I
1: was like, oh my gosh, I hope does an ass because I don't know what day. I could not tell you exactly. but I just so, don't read it every week.
0: But so, but for me, it's just something to keep me in check because I don't really yeah. have a structure at all. This is
1: such a good example of self-parenting.
0: Well, it's... (laughs) I wish I could do it with the money, but I'm working on it. But, like, getting a podcast out every week and getting That's a, a newsletter. And it used to be I posted on Instagram every single day. And I've talked about that mm-hmm. in this podcast a lot where I was always yes. so proud about how I did, like, four years. Like, didn't yes. miss a day. I missed a day a while back, and it, like, completely broke the seal. And now I'm just like, <laughs> Instagram, I that? Re- Literally, I'll post, like, every other day. And you know what? Nothing's changed. Oh, my my God, engagement nothing. hasn't changed. Your Nothing's hasn't changed. changed. If anything, I get more engagement. It's like, what? So <sighs> Yeah. I mean, I mean, Instagram is
1: just, okay, how long do you think we have with Instagram? as it is. Like how
0: Honestly, I, TikTok's taking over, and I should yeah. probably figure that out.
1: I don't want to learn something else. What I'm me hoping neither. is that people just go back to email. Like, let's just go back to the good old days, and everyone get your email newsletter, subscribe me, I will read it, please read mine, and we can just, like, talk to each other that way, because yeah. Instagram is so overwhelming, and I don't want to learn TikTok, I don't want to dance to songs. Actually, that does sound fun, but I don't want to do it It's just on fine, though. Basis. So I'm
0: like, I don't know what the difference of all these things is. And it's like, like,
1: fine, yeah. I don't understand either.
0: I don't know. Instagram is definitely bursting but yeah. as far as a free marketing tool it's there but for now it's free getting so let's keep using well, it while it's free yeah but one day it's not gonna be but like feeling like i had to post every single day was like my little structure that's but now much, yeah. i'm like who even care like does anyone care like i don't care i just yeah. want to get to 10k so i have this freaking swipe ups feature You're i just so close i just want to link to my content Look, i wish they would just give that to everyone that's who all i heard hurting about? i could have 10 <laughs> followers i don't care i want the swipe up because i have yeah. so many things to link to all the time you and do. And I would probably sell more things and oh, get you booked can more up? if I yes. could swipe up. And that's yes. all I want. I just don't want to work you're so hard so to get close, there.
1: though. Right? And I'm
0: not buying followers. But honestly, it's no. so tempting just to well, be like, again, I just close. want the swipe up link. I know.
1: That's <laughs> swipe up, man. People are always like DMing me like, oh, what's the link for that? And so I'm just like, copy, paste, copy, exactly. paste. And, and I don't like, check Ugh. my DMs
0: because they just like or overwhelm me. I'm about to turn off yeah. the, the respond to story feature, I think.
1: Oh, are you? I don't know. I I like chatting with people, but I think number one, you have a lot more followers than I do, and I think you probably get a lot more questions than I do. Well,
0: sometimes it's questions that, like, if you listen to, if you really care about me and what I do, I have these things answered. I have blog posts, I have podcasts. I have, like, I have spoke about these things, I have YouTube, like, it's it's there, and people are just lazy, I think, and they just want to, like, they just want me to talk to them. Yeah. (laughs) They just want me to email back, and it's like, if it's about business, email me. If it's about what I do, just go to my website, look around for five seconds, right. you'll probably figure it out. Yeah. If it's something that you want to hire me for today, like, why are you, no. Like, so it's, right. half that's the point. time, that's what it is. Those and it's points. frustrating, because then it gets mixed up with all, like, the nice messages, like, from people like you, yes. who are like, oh, your dog's cute, your halo's cute, <laughs> whatever. And then, like, yeah. those aren't, like, I don't want to say they're not important, but, like, they're not, they're not, they're, they're not, not important. Like so Like, don't no, but so dollars. I see them and so I open them and then I'm just like, oh, I saw this yeah. four days late. Is it even worth responding to? Right. That kind of thing. So it just piles up and then yeah. I'm like, but then does that make me like rude if I turn off communication? <laughs> because don't people know. can still message me. People can still, but if they like, want to really That might hard That's 90% can. of what people like, send me messages for is through my stories.
1: Yeah. I was at this uh, creative meetup in New Orleans and we were talking about Instagram and one person said that it really helps your algorithm if you watch a lot of stories. And she said that she will just turn her stories on and just, like, put it and leave it and walk away. I've done that before. What? in your phone... What? Don't you feel FOMO? And don't you worry that someone's going to see you saw a story and then mention it to you and you're like, wait, what?
0: I did I that did. once because <laughs> I accidentally clicked on someone's Instagram live and I didn't mean to. But it tells you, like, Jordan's watching. And I didn't want to leave the live because it was, like, five people watching. And it was so awkward. So I just set it down and, like, went and did a bunch of stuff. I felt so bad. I that person's not listening me. But do you know what? It was... To be nice, because I didn't to leave. I didn't want my name to like get off, and then then be like, "Well, that bitch just like left the Instagram line, But no, I just you don't know if I watched it or not, and I'm not gonna say who it was. So you know, and people are probably doing that to me. You know what? I don't care. It makes me feel better seeing little names there, whether or not there's no one. Yeah,
1: (laughs) that makes sense. That
0: makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. Instagram's an enigma, and And it really is the best tool for us. Yes,
1: currently, but currently, right?
0: But then I spend so much time creating content and managing my own website, like the home base for everything that I own. And people don't even—I look at my analytics there. I'm like, this is a joke. Like nobody. People don't go to your website. Nobody cares. Instagram. Nobody cares.
1: Yeah.
0: Dumb. Okay. Well, this has been a really great conversation. Yeah. Thanks for chatting with me. Um, I hope that this was informative for people because now you've inspired me to go continue (laughs) doing my financial audit. Good. And. Maybe I'll sell some more stuff on Poshmark. Um, (laughs) Please do. You don't need that stuff. Yeah, and I need to, like, not eat out. So much, yeah. Um, yeah I canceled my Blue Apron finally. I've been paying for it so for like over a year and a half. I couldn't cancel. I had to call what? them. No, uh, I, I emailed them like four times. Had to find some like sketchy secret link on Reddit to like be able to do that it. That is
1: crazy. It's like, fifty dollars a month. I don't have money for that. Oof, I don't have no. money for that. What a scam! I'll say that at the beginning of uh, I guess it was like about delicious, a year though. ago. I mean, and easy. About a year ago, I wrote down all my subscriptions oh and my I think gosh. I canceled all but two, and I'm about to cancel. I about to cancel Amazon Prime. Like I don't need it. I mean. It is so hard, though, to cancel subscriptions. Like, once they have their hook in you, they just want you to yeah. keep paying them. Right I now I'm to paying call for Orange Theory, and
0: that's, like, an important one that I need to keep paying for, because it's, like... Otherwise, I'll never go work out. Yeah. So, I have to keep that, but it's expensive. But then Blue Apron, like, I truly... It was really fun, but I just mm-hmm. can't afford to do it right now. I know.
1: It's a lot cheaper to go to work So,
0: store. yeah. But I saved every recipe I have from them, so I have, like, 200 nice. recipes. And I could just, like, go buy the Take stuff. Take that Blue Apron. Yeah. But anyways, I need to do a subscription audit, too. That's really smart. Because yeah, you just don't even know what you're paying for.
1: You literally don't. I was honestly a little shocked at how much money was going to subscriptions and also the subscriptions I decided to keep I called and tried to get a discount and it worked probably half the time. So, really? Yeah. I called what my do internet. You say? And I got a discount. I just said hey well like for my internet for instance I had like a one year $50 a month initial yeah. cost and then went just like $75 a month and I was like I'm sorry 50% increase is not going to work for me and I got it down to 55 a month so I just called amazing and I just said I you know I just can't afford this so you can cut my internet which I was kind of bluffing because I need internet but (laughs) they were like oh sure we can do 55
0: what yeah I mean literally just ask also with your maybe you'll be my tip of the week next week is call (laughs) all of your subscription providers seriously
1: do it and with your credit cards as well so for instance my Southwest card I think it's about a $99 a year uh renewal fee oh really for the card And uh, last year I called and I said, look, I have been paying this for four years and I love this card. I truly don't think I should have to pay it every single year. And they're like, okay, we'll take it off. And I didn't pay. Amazing. Then I tried out with my Chase card. It did not work. So again, (laughs) 50-50 success rate. Like it's not always going to work because they're like, what? You signed a contract. And they're like, okay, right, bye. But it does not hurt to ask. That is like one of my biggest life mottos. Like what is the worst that can happen if you ask?
0: Wow, this has been such a great episode. I'm <laughs> learning so much. Good. Um, it's well, been fun to chat. No, so with that being said, I want to I want to put all of your information out there for everyone. So where can everyone find you, Pop of Love, all yes. things?
1: well, I'm on Instagram as long as Instagram's a thing, so yes. whenever Mark decides to shut it down, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm at Sarah Becker Photo. Pop yes. of Love is at Pop of Love Nola. If you want to follow Campeche, that's at Campeche Nola. Uh, SarahBeckerPhoto.com is my website, and you can send me an email about anything at Sarah at SarahBeckerPhoto.com, and that is Sarah with an H, the biblical way.
0: Yes, yes. with an H. <laughs> I had to save it in my podcast file with the H just so I remember to spell it correctly. With Cause an I can't. H. Well, because the Sarah that did my closet, I was doing her YouTube uh, earlier, and she's without an H, and so I'm just trying to keep it all straight. We're sorry, man. So I'm gonna link all that stuff in the show notes, but I hope that people found this. Um, helpful because I totally did. Good. Plus, you're just so like delightful. To it talk was very to. fun to be here. It's yeah. the greatest yeah. a Friday. Even afternoon. with Christian like coming to, he tried to ruin it, but he we tried to ruin him. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and Rain has been fairly quiet, so yeah. it's good. Amazing. Well, thanks for coming. Thanks, Jordan. Hey, y'all. Thanks so much for listening to Do What You Want Radio. As always, you can find all the tools and links that are referenced in this week's episode at dowhatyouwantradio.com in the show notes. If listening to this podcast has brought you any value at all, please take a moment to go subscribe, rate, and review Do What You Want Radio so that I can continue to reach creatives just like you and me. Doing this podcast is a lot of fun, but it takes a lot of work as well, and I do it all by myself. So I really appreciate those of you who keep listening week after week. You've already dedicated a lot of your time to listening to my voice, talking too fast probably. But if you're not tired of me yet, you can keep up with me, my photography work, and the creative services, products, and workshops I offer at jordanheffler.com and at jordanheffler on Instagram. If you want to be hardcore informed, subscribe to my weekly newsletter to get a free branding worksheet as well as weekly tips and promotional offers for my digital products and merchandise like Lightroom presets, Instagram overlays, t-shirts, hats, and everything else you didn't know you needed. You can sign up at jordanheffler.com slash subscribe. Thanks again for tuning in to Do What You Want Radio. I just want to let you know that you're probably doing a great job, and you probably deserve a beer. So go get one. See you next week.